everybody. My name is Joe Shelton and I'm a singer, songwriter, music producer, and recording artist from Indianapolis, Indiana. Over the last year, I've stepped out and performed music on over 200 stages. Along the way though, I met a lot of great people that I didn't expect to. They were inspiring artists and songwriters and musicians. And I want to share all of that inspiration with you. So that's what this show is about. Moonshine equals love. Shine and love on the music. Moonshine and music starts now. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of Moonshine and Music. It is a great day here at the Moonshine and Music Studios because we have the lead singer of Whoa, Tiger, in the studio. Jack Barkley is here to join us. He's going to tell us all sorts of stuff about his music. You know, uh, Jack has an incredible band that he plays in. I love them because they have like several artists, um, great players all across the board. If you get a chance to go see Woe Tiger, I highly recommend you go see Woe Tiger. We're going to show you like a little piece of what they're about today, though, as we talk in depth with Mr. Jack Barkley, the lead singer, and he's going to um, sing a couple three solo tunes for you, which is, uh, you know, for the Woe Tiger fans that are tuning in today, going to be a little bit of a treat. Because, uh, you know, generally they don't do a lot of acoustic music there. It's kind of a rock band, a blues band, and kind of a hippie band all mixed together. They're kind of awesome in that way. So, without a little more to say, let's get this thing rolling. Let's see this little interview with Jack Barkley. Welcome to Moonshine and Music, Jack Barkley. It's so good to have you on the set. So good to and be here. And your very colorful and cool shirt today. We have I don't in come our in boring color. That's definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, we have in our midst a deadhead. <laughs> Peace, bro. Peace is good. Peace is good. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I know you've watched the show, and mm -hmm. uh, and and we've been friends for quite a while. Mm -hmm. uh, so. I'm not going to dispense with the, 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 the normal stuff. Uh, the thing with Jack is that he is the lead singer of a wonderful band called Whoa Tiger. Yep. And, uh, and also, you know, performs solo and writes songs on his solo. own. Yep. And um, so, you know, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, where you're from, where, how you grew up and, and that stuff. We'll start off at the beginning so everybody gets like a basis to where basis the, the Jack Barkley comes from. Where's that mine happen? I, you know, I grew up in the roaring metropolis of Kokomo. Indiana, Kokomo, so, yeah. down in Kokomo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, Kokomo. and it wasn't quite as fun as that one either. So, <laughs> um, and literally on the outskirts. So I grew up with a good mixture of some, you know, kind of right on the edge of town kids and a lot of country kids. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, mix, I think, when you throw that group together. So, um, but yeah. Uh, Kokomo was a good place to grow up, I guess, and, and I, th there wasn't the diversity of music that I wish there would have been, but I kind of got lucky on that. So did you go to Kokomo High School or Hayward? 
first? I went to Northwestern High School. Northwestern? Yep. You didn't even get stuck in the car. Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely uh, not. So, so Northwestern out there, uh, the, the, that's right in the middle of a cornfield. It, it literally is. It literally is. I had to. I, <laughs> I remember taking my wife and driving there and going, see, I told you, all around. <laughs> Unless they rotate one to a bean field every we're, now and then. We're utterly so. surrounded by corn. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and now we're going to play football. Yep. Right? So. <laughs> Um, but a good group of guys. Good, I had a you know great set of friends that were all around me. So that makes a huge difference. Well, uh, you know, Kokomo's not a bad place. It's uh, you know, uh, interesting town in some ways, mm -hmm. uh, being as where it's stationed. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you know, and it's prominent uh, place in the Blues Brothers movie. Sure. Exactly. You know, the home of Bob's Country Bunker. Yep, exactly. You know, which so. is close and near and dear to my heart. <laughs> we have both kinds of music. Country and Western. Yes. Yes, and the name of my studio is Bob's Country Bunker. I don't, I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Um, so, <laughs> my, my last record was recorded at Bob's Country Bunker. There you go. Um, so, uh, you, so you, you grew up out there. Did, did, you, did you start playing like banjo? early age what was your first instrument? I started playing piano when I was piano. five years old five. taking lessons and doing the whole I, I played violin for several years Did um, you have one of those uprights is that like because a lot of people, yep. people have those yep. ours was just an upright and and my sister played as well she's super super good and uh, so, but then I, like I say, transitioned and played some violin and then played drums for several years and went, those are heavy to carry around. So guitar seemed like a good <laughs> lighter thing to, to take hold of. So, and I didn't really seriously start playing guitar until college, you know, so I was more of a keyboard player all through high school and things. Where was college? I uh, went to Wabash College at the Rory Metropolis of Crawfordsville. There you go. Yep, yep. I actually went to college somewhere smaller than I grew up in Kokomo. <laughs> it's scary. Um, I've been there many times. Mm -hmm. They they have a big um, um, aquatic uh, thing there, mm -hmm. and my son was a swimmer. So I was a swimmer. I swam for Wabash for four years. Oh, you did. So, so you yep. swam in that big pool. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, we swam in the small pool. We had the small. Oh, you think you use the yeah, big one? They didn't spend all the money to make the big natatorium until I was gone. So. Oh, yeah that, yeah, that thing's nice, though. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> so I had a great coach, uh, uh, Gail Pebworth. She was, she is kind of known nationally for being. So what was your event? Were you a, uh, a, a sprinter? I, I, or? No, I was a distance swimmer. Distance swimmer? Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, 1,000, like 1,650. Oh, you did the mile. Yep. yep. Wow. Yep, the IM did 400 IM, and it was a breaststroker. So. Well, my son qualified in the mile one year uh, in the state, a senior state, and nice. the interesting thing about that was, like, you know, he's had these other events, but the mile, mm -hmm. you know, is like in between the sessions for the day. Yes. So, like, yeah. everybody's there watching, and then yes. everybody disappears, and then we do the mile, and me and, like, eight parents, the, the exactly. people that are in it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Are the only people watching the mile. Yep. yep. Because it's not scintillating no. to, to watch. No. <laughs> but that's great that he qualified that well. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Um, but the, uh, you know, I, I found the uh, uh, swimming was uh, an interesting thing, with, you know, because it's like a cult of parents, you know, around it. Yeah. And that happens in a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, high school sports yeah. and things, especially sure. in small towns. Sure. sure. Um, so, uh, do 
when did you start writing songs? I mean, I know you, you said you started yeah, playing guitar kind of in college. Was I started that? writing really bad songs in high school. Okay. You know, ones that... Because, again, we were limited as far as the radio stations that we had, and so we had a lot of country, and we had Top 40. So the Air Supply, the Chicago, and I wrote some lyrics and songs that were like that, and they were like, Wah! Um, and it truly wasn't, I don't think, until I started playing guitar that I was able to separate a little more of what I was thinking with what I was playing and actually put thought into the lyrics and music to structure to, to get something decent. So, And one of the songs I'm going to play here is one of the very first songs that I ever got done playing. I went... I don't know, that's not too bad, man. That's that, you know, and it's become one of my favorite songs. So, well, that's um, cool. What's it called? Uh, way back home. Way back home. Way so back later, home. a little bit later when we hear "Way Back Home," we'll be. You're gonna know we'll, what that's from. That's from. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I think other people have been on here and have said the same thing. You know, I have trashed and thrown away and gotten rid of more lyrics and music and things that know than have ever actually become something that I like and that I'm proud of and that you want other people to hear so but I think that's good I think that's one of the beauties of being a songwriter is you know, get to explore all those different avenues and decide what you think is good and what you think is not good and what suits you and what doesn't suit you so so in that vein when you're writing a song do you record it quickly like to just keep a copy like a you know like a day write copy of the song or do you take the it's all individual for me it's all individual I have one of the earlier songs I wrote was called 22 Minutes and I literally the, the name is because I wrote the song in 22 minutes it has nothing to do with 22 minutes oh, and that's what I wrote it in um, <laughs> other songs I have another song that was uh, that I wrote the, the, all of the music to and the first set of lyrics due to a friend of mine passing away when I was in college I finished that song just a few years ago with the second verse because of another friend that we lost um, so, you know, some songs take 20 years to, to, some take to get to that point, and some take 22 minutes. That's so. cool. Um, I, I know, um, I mean, uh, the reason I ask is because you talked about trash and old ones. Mm -hmm. Well, I have this sad habit of, like, recording every one of them, like, the day that I write it so that mm -hmm. I don't forget, like, mm -hmm. what it was sure. or something. And um, one day, my wife was messing around on the computer and hit, like, one old songs by accident mm -hmm. and it was a really sad horrible song. <laughs> so it's I get made great. fun of every once in a while yeah, yeah it's that's so, a great I'll flip okay. through lyrics every now and then go I'm like you know I should have hit delete on that I don't know why I didn't why that. why am I saving this I'm you know <laughs> I'm never gonna sing the song <laughs> it's like that old relic that you have from your parent you go why am I saving this I don't know it's I entirely yeah. the worst song that I've ever written yeah. why did I keep it in yep. anyway yep. Yep. yeah then again, songs can change. It's funny you say that because I had written a song several years ago and for some reason it reminded me of a different artist that's out there and I just didn't like it. I just didn't. It was kind of poppy. It was kind of it's getting ready to be recorded by Will Tiger because getting other people involved in it and they heard a bit of it and it all of a sudden shifted the direction of everything and now it's one of our favorite songs to play and it's going to be on our upcoming CD. So how many uh, CDs does Low Lo Tiger have out there? We've got two full-length CDs, we've got two EPs, 
Um, and then we've got part of this CD that we had released about a year and a half ago that we will now re-release as a full uh, CD once we get done with it. And then we have a couple videos. We have... Uh, right. I mean, there'll be a link to yeah. Woe Tiger as well as whatever Jack Barkley wants to put out there. Okay. So do you have a Jack Barkley solo record at all? Mm, I don't. Why I don't. not? I, you know, I think probably because the whole, some of the better stuff that I've written, I've written with the band. It, it, it didn't come along until some of these other really good musicians came in and it really helps to develop the music that I think to, to philosophize for a moment <laughs> I think a lot of times musicians get caught in what we hear on our head as being what we want to have as our final product and because I know how to play keyboards well I can think about a keyboard line but I'm not a keyboard player and because I can play some bass, I can hear that bass line, but I'm not a bass player. And once you get the, an actual bass player and keyboard player and these other people that do that stuff better than you, you start to hear a whole different range of what your individual music actually can be. And that came along for me once I started getting with these other guys. And, I, and so I'm actually glad there's not a Jack Barkley pre-recorded thing because I'd like to now do some of those things with that mindset of going, hey, wait, I'm going to get somebody else to tell are me. Are they your first band, Woe Tiger, or did you have one? Oh, no. I what, what was your mother decent, kind of good. We had a couple bands in high school that just dinked around a little bit. Um, Lazy Daisy was probably, no, I take that back. The first bigger band I was in was uh, Groovebox, and we were a cover band, Groovebox. Groove That's stellar. I don't know and uh, yeah, had a great, oh my god, we had this little girl singer that was just, she just killed it. Just <laughs> killed it. So, but that was a lot of fun because that was a good chance to kind of learn to play with other people a little better. Um, and then I had a band called Lazy Daisy, and we were a hippie, a lot of Almond Brothers and Grateful Dead and some fish and um, uh, had a couple other bands that were. You, you mean you ones were kind of. I, can't a, I know, I know, a couple of their songs. So. So how did you get into the dead? Let's let's back up for a moment. Because, <laughs> like you know, you're out in Kokomo, and I, and you hear top forty radio, you hear country. I know though you don't hear the Grateful Dead really on either of those. I had. One of my good friends, one of my college buddies as well, grew up right down the road from me. He was the youngest child, and his next sibling was about 10 years older than him, so he was kind of a whoops child, I think. <laughs> but his older brother introduced us as young kids to Kansas and, and Marshall Tucker Band and Allman Brothers and you know some of those things that were outside of everything else that we were hearing locally. And, and that's where he was, I think, the first time that we ever heard, that I ever heard Grateful Dead. Um, nobody, that, nobody else I remember from high school listened to any of it. So, um, and then in college, just some of the different guys that I, a couple of the guys, one of the guys I, who was here in town with us this weekend, uh, went to a show and came back and was like, wow, dude, you got to go see a show. Dude, you got, and sure enough, we did, and it was, uh, we had a lot of fun at the end of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> People have a lot of fun at the Grateful Dead shows. Yeah. Uh, and the Dead and Company now. Exactly. 
been interesting to see a lot of that progression too as far as the music and who they've had coming in and playing music with them and yeah um, it's, it's I, I, the, the interesting thing to me about them is that they put out every one of their shows on digital like three or four days after they do a show sure the entire show live sure. record here go. sure that's just amazing. <laughs> there used to be an entire section when you would go to the show that was very much centered and it was cordoned off for all the different tapers that would come. And that entire section, all you would see was great big huge microphone. Microphone sitting way up high trying to get a good recording of it. So So now they just put one out, like perfect recording of it every yep. every show. Yep. Which yep. is you know, you know, like if you go to iTunes it's kind of incredible. Yeah. Yeah, a little overwhelming. I think, so. Where do I start? Yeah. Do I want to see the show from the seven five fifteen yep. or the yep. one from one fifteen seven five? There you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's crazy what's out there. I mean, in that yep. regard, because they, you know, how many albums has the Grateful Dead done? I don't know how many shows have oh. they played. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you know, I mean, that's kind of cool. Does does that does, does that uh, do you find all the different types of music you've listened to influence what you play, or is it just completely a you thing when you you know when you when you guys come up with your songs? I mean, I hear a lot of blues in your songs and a lot of. Um, well, I think you know. Yeah, I, and I have a lot of blues background as well. So just listening to a lot of that, and, you know, BB King, Stevie Ray Vaughan, a lot of the and, and a lot of that southern rock is based on blues anyway um well and i think the dead you know really really feel that base of blues music sure uh, you know throughout what they do sure um sure sure you know, especially since like half of their songs are the same baseline of blues sure 12 bar blues lives in their music sure oh sure <laughs> you know sure sure i think you'd find that with a lot of different artists when you don't you know across the spectrum you would right. find that with a lot of different artists you go wait that's just that's one four five so, right. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. underneath there, they really, really do have a great uh, blues tradition, and sure. I think that's what really attracts people to them. Sure, sure. Because uh, they play it in a little bit different way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think for me, a lot with music, music is a very visual thing for me, and a lot of the songs and lyrics that I write tend to either be very thought-provoking type of things, very you know, hinting at different issues or it's a story or it, I'm telling a story you know here's what this person did and here's blah 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 um, I, I think again with the other musicians coming in has really been what helps to develop a lot of that um, and having good friends in the music industry or music in your own bands that'll go yeah dude don't do that <laughs> That's not good, and, and you know, and being honest with you and saying eh, bit, that that really helps because I think it keeps everybody kind of humble and it keeps you going. Okay, let's let's strive for what is going to be good, not necessarily what I think is right. So, yeah, I you know, it's also um, you know disheartening <laughs> sometimes, but it's good to hear because it, it makes you uh, work harder. It can know. be, I you know, again, I think if it's. Music is something for me that is I want to keep learning more about it and keep creating things that make me and other people happy. So those, when somebody comes along and says something that they don't like, you, you have your option. You can, you can take it or leave it. I will always find somebody that doesn't like what I'm doing. 
and I will always find somebody that thinks it's awesome that I'm doing and there's that whole spectrum in between so as long as I'm doing it for me to keep learning and keep getting better and keep creating things out of my brain that, that's what that's what makes a difference to me yeah I, I remember having a conversation with you about um uh, like people have battles of the bands or they have mm -hmm. like songwriting contests mm -hmm. and how both of us are kind of not really fans mm -hmm. because we really hate to like it's always it's always going to end badly mm -hmm. either I'm going to like win this thing and then I'm going to feel bad that my friends that were in it didn't or I'm going to lose and feel yeah. bad that I lost yeah. not because I'm like yeah. feeling like I should win yeah. just because it feels bad to lose yeah. <laughs> right. those things are hard when it becomes a popularity contest Contest versus a talent and skill and you know product contest and, and, and you know and I, and I get it that's fine I think that's great that they have the battle of the bands because it does give a lot of bands a chance to get out and play their stuff and have other people hear it and see what they're doing and you know if you think that you're the best band and you're gonna win because of that that's <laughs> probably not the case you know, so don't go into it thinking that that's that's what you want to get out of it. Go into it going, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go out there and we're gonna kick ass with our music and we're gonna have people hear it, and there you go. And it's gonna be fun. That's yes. for me. It's just yeah. fun if you if you end up in one, it's just because you want to do it for fun. Exactly. Exactly. You're any kind of interested in winning. Exactly. And and that keeps you from being a little bit disheartened. Sure. You know? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? but you know, still, you know, you always feel like a little bit in the back of your mind, like, oh man. So you, you want know, people to like what you do, sure. Yeah, you, sure. you want that approval, right? Yeah. You know, so you know, uh, I, I generally finish somewhere near the bottom because I never get. It. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you, you know, can play original music, and then you always end up at the bottom because nobody knows what you're playing. No, and they nobody, don't care. <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I like to think some people do. I mean, like your guys' original music. I mean. Uh, coming to a Woe Tiger show is not just about the songs. Right. Um, I mean, for folks out there, and we'll put some links down in there, but you should go watch some of the full band uh, video that's out there because it's a pretty wild band <laughs> with a lot of different instruments. What all do you have in the band? I, I know there's a, a full drum set. Yeah, we've got six of us now. Another percussionist. Percussionist that has a, a, a complete keyboard white guy setup. Who can play keyboard and percussion on his keyboard. Yeah. And then, uh, you know... Uh, then our bass player. Bass player, lead guitar player. Lead guitar player, and then I play guitar. And then you play um, guitar, Got a little bit of stuff that I've done keyboards on, but I play blues harp as well. And then you play harmonica. And then, and then sing, who, so... Who else do we have? That's all we've got for that's now. All you got, that's yeah. what you got right now, okay. So we've got three Eric's. So our entire rhythm section <laughs> is called Eric. We just... Just Eric, call them, they're all Eric. Eric, stop. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, but it's... Uh, it's a lot different when you have that many people giving you input and and trying to figure out where they're going to fit in each song and what part they're going to have. I mean, your songs are just full of stuff, like little sure, things. sure. Um, and 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 I've seen you play live like five or six times mm -hmm. with the whole band, and each time there's like some new thing to glean mm -hmm. because it's just like even if they were playing it exactly the same, which they probably are not, yeah. there's just something. that's like okay, yeah. this song I'm going to watch the percussion guy over here because yeah. he's like playing with all sorts of gadgetry back there that he's making noise with. Yep. You know? Yep. <laughs> and, then, one, and I, I think that's the lead guitar player. Yeah. Because, wow. Yeah. You know, and like, uh, you know yeah. your lead guitar player is one of the best in, in, uh, around. His name is Greg Jones. Yeah. He's yeah. absolutely fabulous. And, um, you know, and I love it because same thing with the last guitar player that we had. You know, I learned so much sitting and watching what he does. 
can't do it but I like watching it and, and it's a lot to learn and you know so well so, it's yeah. inspiring to your to your songwriting as well yeah because you're like yeah. you know there's there's not anything I can do that that he won't be able to right. to do something with right, right? we so. have <laughs> there's a board that we have with that we write information and songs and things and across the top of it we have always had for the entire time of this band 10 years now um, a range around the suck a range around the suck because the first iteration of this band we had certain points where we get to where we needed to have like this killer solo or this, you know this something really needs to happen right here and we couldn't do it you know just the limits and what we had in our skill set and uh, so we let's make a cool arrangement right here. We'll kind of change though. And that became a, a real key to some of the things that we did and getting a, a lot of different ideas and, and you know, just. You know, that, that, that sparks creativity really. If you have yep. some kind of limitation, yep. why not be yep. creative and make it yep. sound good regardless. But now we have those people in place to fill those sections in. <laughs> so it's cool because we still like to change and mess around with different arrangements on things to highlight a lot of that. Um, and it came from not having the ability to actually get there to start. So. Well, do you want to play some songs for us now? We'll definitely play some yeah. songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for coming in, Jack Barkley. Appreciate it. Great to have you on the show. All right. Next week on Moonshine and Music, we've got the legendary Frank Dean of Syndicato right here at Moonshine and Music, and he's going to sing some songs that sound just like this. Now the losers place a boogie from the home of the blues. I still miss someone, but I will rock and roll with you. Give my love to Rosie while I'm busy doing time. You walk tall each time you walk the line. My name is Jack Barkley. Nice to be here. Uh, I'm going to do a song called FYI, kind of forever young inside. Talks a little bit about growing up and stuff, so. The past, the present, can't you see inside of me? The trees all made of fire takes me back again. The smell of falling leaves, I'm gonna tell you when I was young. Yard football on Saturdays. You could always see us happy. Win or lose, we played the game. And despite the bumps and bruises, we came back for more. Doesn't matter how you play the game, as long as you're sure you're young. And I watch each day go by, got a teardrop in my eye. Wondering if it'll ever be the same 
like to sing Just didn't get enough we'll Take the good times and the tough ones Knowing we'll always be young Singing to myself as a young boy, I wanna hear them once again. Turn the pages in your photo book. Remember back, try not to look so sad at the picture you see. It's still you, you just forgot. Spread your wings, take off the ground And fly away to a land you thought was gone Just remember what you took for granted Ease your way back to the planet We'll ride away together and forever young and I watch these day go by And I tear drop in my eye Take the good times and the tough ones Knowing we'll always be young Yes, we'll take the good times and the tough Now hoping that's good enough You and me forever young Gotta get my fingers moving there. I was talking earlier about uh, you know certain songs stick with you for quite a long time. And this is uh, this is one of the first songs that I ever wrote that I personally really liked. So it's one that I've always liked to play most of the time. yesterday more and more it seems we don't have much to say and sometimes I still get lonely at night but I know what to do to make me feel alright <laughs> yeah I feel alright I sit and play the music that I hear inside my head Sing the words from my soul And let the sounds surround me And then I understand Something that I already know Like the 
feeling that you get And all you do is you sit and watch the sun go down On a summer day Lying in the grass Watching clouds roll past you As the dead play a song Made to take all your cares away Look at all the things I've seen Most of them They don't really mean all that much It's such, such a long, long road Now pick your signs To where you want to go Where you want to go Come join the band and come and sing a song or two. And open doors, how we live. And we'll sit and tell stories of what we want to do. And we'll tell our lies of what we'll give. But who knows what we'll find? It always seems that it's some kind of lesson that you must learn alone. Just believe in what you say and do not turn away from all the answers you will find on your way back home. sure what I was going to play this next song, you know. Whether I was going to do something a little simpler or something a little self-indulgent or... It was for self-indulgent. What we give both big and small It evens out, I guess It ain't over Oh, yeah Until the day is done Yeah, it ain't over Did you see yesterday's sun? Yeah Too much 
couple times I lied. Oh, I think I pissed some good ones off. A couple of them cried. I've lived my life from day to day and I try to have my fun. Cause yesterday's behind me now and left behind that sun. It ain't over, yeah. Till the day is done. for kicking it right down the road and out of the park. That was a great, great performance. I really, really enjoyed having you in the studio today. As I always enjoy hanging out with Jack. I mean, hanging out with Jack is like a whole nother level experience. And if you get the opportunity, you guys should, should uh, go out and see one of the shows. But either, either he's performing uh, solo or with Woe Tiger. I mean, I totally recommend Woe Tiger. What am I saying? Anyway. Next week, we're going to have Frank Dean in the studio. You won't want to miss that. It's going to be an epic show. We're going to talk about all sorts of Nashville stuff and insider baseball and uh, all the stars that he's worked with and all that cool stuff. So check it out next week when Frank Dean's in the studio. And thanks a lot to our uh, hosts for the show, Books and Brews. They, are been fab they have been fabulous to us uh, here through these five episodes. And so... We are going to have five more from Books and Brews. And if you come out on October 14th, you can see more of them filmed live at Books and Brews in Castleton, Indiana, which is on the northeast side of Indianapolis. So come on out and see the show live and in person and be part of the studio audience and be one of the cool kids. Because, you know, we know the cool kids are not on the stage. They are in the audience. The fans, you guys, you're the best. I really appreciate everything you do for the show. And if you're first-timer here, please go click that subscribe button. We want to hear from you. 
also, so put some stuff in the comments and share the show with all of your friends. Really, really appreciate you being here. We'll see you next time on Moonshine and Music. Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment. Copyright 2018, all rights reserved. The producer for today's show is Joe Shelton, and our cameraman grip and stunt double was Brent Lee Smith. Please join us again next Sunday for Moonshine and Music.